The LA Clippers summer league campaign has come to an end and it was in slightly disappointing fashion with the controversial call ending what was a nail-biter of a game and a really exciting one overall against the Lakers. Going to be talking about the nail-biting finish, Kobe Brown's injury, and the amazing play of Xavier Moon, the game itself, all of it on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team, every day. I'm your host, Darian Viziri, born and raised in L.A. and going into my 19th season as a Clipper fan. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my very own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more L.A. sports LA Clipper, NBA and NBA history content, and Locked on Clippers is free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, including YouTube, where I want you to let me know what you thought of this game and what you thought of the LA Clippers overall summer league experience and performance. And in this game, I'm going to be talking about the game, how close of a finish it was, and obviously Xavier Moon being named to a summer league team, a second team all summer league and then Kobe Brown's injury at uh, in this one. So let's get right into it with the game. It was a very close game throughout. Each quarter was won by six points, except for one quarter that was won by seven. And that was the second quarter won by the Lakers by a score of 26 to 19. But first quarter, Clippers won by six. Third quarter, Clippers won by six. And then the fourth quarter, the Lakers won by six. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But for the most part... It was a pretty neck-and-neck neck game. Clippers in the first half had a, a little lead at one point, but the Lakers, uh, when the Clippers brought in the second unit, they inched closer, and from that point forward, it kind of felt like it was neck-and-neck neck the entire way. So that was that. But it was a very disappointing ending with the foul call deciding the game. And you never like to see games decided, games that come down to the last possession, decided by the officials. And it was, I mean, a great ending. It looked like the Clippers had lost the game. And then LJ Figueroa, who, funny enough, one of my best friends from college, actually knew growing up, because I went to UMass. This guy's from Lawrence, Massachusetts, Dominican. My boy's Dominican. They knew each other. And he was telling me about LJ Figueroa when he was at Oregon, playing with my boy from L.A. that went to Oregon and played with him. So, small world, but... Good for him to see him playing for the Lakers Summer League team. Also, Max Lewis, Pepperdine uh, Wave that I got to watch a ton this past year working for Pepperdine for a bit. So that was cool to see it from the Lakers side. But LG Figueroa missed three straight free throws in the last 10 seconds of the game. And Matt Morgan knocked down a left wing three off the catch to tie the game at 103. And then... Keaton Thomas committed a foul. Keaton Wallace, I'm sorry. Committed a foul before the ball was inbounded against Cole Swider. Now, giving my 
actual unbiased opinion, it was a little push, but there is no way that Cole Swider is getting pushed to the ground like that. I'm sorry. It looked like a flop. Clipper coach in the summer league, Dante Jones, was saying it was a flop. It just wasn't a play where it looked like a guy of Cole Swider's size was going to be knocked to the floor. Maybe knocked off balance a little bit, but the play wasn't even drawn up for Cole Swider. It was a lob attempt that was coming. So it wasn't, I mean, yeah, of course you want Keaton Wallace to be a little bit more disciplined there, but you just don't really see that often in the NBA ever where games are being decided by the officials in the last possession and when they are, people complain about it. A lot of contact is usually allowed at the end of the game in the last possession. And Laker fans should know that uh, better than anybody with some of the ways that the games ended before they got rid of Russ and traded him in the first half of the season. They were complaining about officials ruining games at the la- uh, during the last possession of regulation all the time. The Laker game against the Celtics with LeBron was literally crying on the floor. <laughs> Westbrook against the Sixers when he was driving to the rim. So there were plenty of instances where the Lakers had the refs swallow the whistle against them in the last possession of a game. So I just felt as though the Clippers got hard done by there. The free throw was made, and the Clippers lost 104-103. But it was a good game. I mean, 52% shooting for the Lakers and 50% from three. For the Clippers, we also did not shoot badly at all. 48% from the field, 34% from three, and in the three-point attempt department, We had 15 more than the Lakers. They shot 26 threes, made 13 of them. We shot 41 threes and made 14 of them. So that's 34%. So not particularly great. And I thought the reason we lost was because we had like a six-point lead in that fourth quarter. Not like a six-point lead. We had a six-point lead in that fourth quarter. And it felt like we just did not capitalize on our open shots. Got a little sloppy with the ball. And that Hodge guy, he went crazy. He really went crazy. I mean, seven threes, seven for 13 from the field, seven seven for 11 from three. So all of his made shots were threes. He had 23 points in the game, and the Lakers were taking advantage of our mistakes. And credit to him. Credit to him. Clippers got a little sloppy. They were finishing and punishing us. And it just came down to the last couple of possessions, and it just didn't go our way. We weren't able to hit the clutch shot. We missed a lot of open threes. I mean, looking around at the box score, Keaton Wallace, one for four from three. Bowden, one for five from three. Sims, 0 for three from deep. Castaneda, one for five from three. Broderick Thomas, one for four from three. Williams, 0 for two from three. So again, looking at the bench especially, we did not hit the three ball well. They shot 50%. And what's crazy is they turned the ball over 19 times and they still won the game. So not tripping about it. Obviously, that's the end of the summer league. Five games. Clippers go three and two. And coming up, going to be talking about Xavier Moon. He made second team all summer league. And I think it's absolutely something to talk about how great his performance was throughout the tournament. Going to be talking about Xavier Moon coming up. I got a little tell you something about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best daily fantasy entry app around, and here's how it works. All you got to do is pick two to six players and predict if they will score more or less than their Prize Picks projection. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry, 
And it's not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. And Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. That could include the NBA, the PGA Tour, college football, the WNBA, the Women's World Cup, which is coming up in the next, I'm um, sorry, this weekend actually. So you got to go check out Prize Picks. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals and currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Just download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right. So, time to talk about Xavier Moon, who is obviously the nephew of former Clipper Jamario Moon, and was able to stake a claim on the all-summer league second team. So, and he absolutely deserved it. Absolutely deserved it. And in this game, he was no different. Did a little bit of everything. Hitting shots off the catch from three, couple of wing threes in that fourth quarter, pull-ups. Again, really solid defense. Active hands, showing that even though he's not the biggest guy out there, in fact, probably the smallest guy on the court more often than not, he's still able to move his feet well, stay strong, have a great use of hands, and take the ball away from guys. And you saw him punishing people in transition as well, whether it be with the pass or the finish himself. I think he also gets great elevation on his jump shot. It was a pleasure watching Xavier Moon hoop at this tournament. And I thought that he played or made really tough shots as well. Weren't the easiest shots in the world. 21 points, 8 rebounds. And in this game, you saw a little bit of his passing chops as well. 10 assists on 7 for 11 shooting. Four for five from three and three for three from the line. So what you really love about Xavier Moon is he was one of the only guys and maybe the only guy on the team that consistently was hitting his three ball. Bowden was pretty good, honestly, as well. But Xavier Moon, and when we needed it too, so many games where it was fourth quarter and we needed buckets and Xavier Moon would just wake up and knock down contested jumpers. He also has a really solid handle, too. I mean, quick, in congested spaces. And, I mean, to me, given his age as well, he probably should be our third-string point guard. I, I like Jason Preston. I like the upside there. But I think if I had to choose one guy to spend more time with the Ontario Clippers and one guy to spend more time with the team, I think Jason Preston probably should spend more time in the G because Xavier Moon is just a better player right now. He's quicker. He's more explosive. His defense is good. I can't tell you enough just from these five games who's better defensively. I think Xavier Moon got tested more one-on-one, -on -one, but Jason Preston is just a bigger body, and I thought he was pretty good defensively as well overall. But Xavier Moon, his confidence, you could just see, is different than Jason Preston. Um, he's older more experienced, and he's a better shot maker, whether it's shooting, going to the basket, just a better scorer in general. Preston obviously hasn't been passing, and I've said, and rebounding, and I've said that Jason Preston is the second best passer on the Clippers, but I think that Xavier Moon is not a bad one at all, and I think that he absolute, absolutely should be looked at as somebody 
who could be on the roster. And he proved it, or should I say helped his case, by being part of the NBA Summer League's second team. So congratulations to Xavier Moon. And we'll see what he will have for himself going forward with what the Clippers decide to do with him. But coming up, going to be talking about Kobe Brown's injury, the other guys, their overall performances in the Summer League. Going to be talking about that coming up. All right. So let's talk about the injury that Kobe Brown sustained, and it was absolutely unfortunate because he picked up where he left off in the last game shooting the ball from three. He was two for three, and all his shots were threes to start the game in just six minutes. So he looked like he was on course for another solid game. And you know one thing I also really like about this guy? His passing is really, really solid. And I've noticed that when he's got two guys around him or there's an open man, he hits them, and he hits them on time, on target, and with the pace that the pass needs. And that shows me that he played college basketball for a couple of years, to be honest. I've said this on my own show, and I've said this on this show, but the guys that played multiple years of college, I think they just have stronger fundamentals, and one of those fundamentals being passing the basketball. And I think that you even see with Jordan Miller a little bit. He makes good connective passes. I talked about in the last episode when he drives and attacks closeouts, he's dishing it off nicely. Kobe Brown, he saw some extra attention. He made the right pass throughout the summer league. And overall, of course, it's unfortunate to see him go down with an ankle injury, but it looked like he just turned his ankle. It doesn't look like anything that's going to go into training camp or anything like that. But Kobe Brown, the way he ended the summer league, the way we're going to remember him, that last memory of him, is of a guy that could not miss from three. And that's exactly what the Clippers could use, especially another big body with some athleticism. And Kobe Brown, while not being the quickest in the world, absolutely has the bounce. And I don't mean like he's an extreme high flyer, but he is a powerful jumper. And he attacks the rim strong. Big body kind of guy. And I'm not going to go into depth in this episode about who I think should make the final roster, who I think should get a two-way contract. It was just announced on Monday that Musa Diabate is going to be signed to a two-way contract again for the Clippers. I'm going to be reacting to that on the Wednesday episode. But for now, let's just go down the line with the Summer League guys and their stat lines and how they played in the game. Obviously, it was tough to lose Musa Diabate. We played the last three games without him. And Bryson Williams, I thought he was better in this game than the last one. But overall, nothing too special. Turned the ball over two times, but he did have two blocks, and he had a couple of nice finishes. Had eight points in the game. But for our biggest guy out there to have zero rebounds, uh, that's pretty tough. We had 30 rebounds, and the Lakers had 41. So that's definitely a big reason why the Clippers lost. 12 offensive rebounds for the Lakers and only four for us. So no rebounds, no rings. I always preach that. Jordan Miller, I think overall he had a pretty disappointing summer league, and he turned the ball over late in the game and caused us to play the foul game, and it was a major turnover. He had only five points and five rebounds and two assists, but he also also did have a steal and a block, so you'd like to see that active hands on defense. And the Clippers overall, their activity defensively in the summer league was superb. Everybody was engaged. Everybody was with the schemes. Everybody was trying their best to stay with their man and move their feet defensively. And I just thought the connectivity of the team, their communication, their alertness, their effort level was extremely high. And I thought that was a joy to watch on that end. The offense may have not been very pretty at times. Of course, these are all guys, not all of which have played together, not all of which will be playing together. But their defense, I mean, to have that kind of 
chemistry was was really really impressive and i think you know i wasn't really watching that many other teams playing summer league so i don't know how their defenses were but if there were anything like that that just shows you the effort level and how hungry these players are to prove themselves and that there's no better stage to prove yourself than summer league how about so jordan miller 26 minutes he made all his shots two for two but again nothing memorable at all from our second round selection but his coach Coach Larinaga came on the telecast and was talking about how Jordan Miller is just a winner and that he will help win games. That's the one thing he said about him. And you never love, uh, you never hate to hear that, I should say. But Jason Preston, his last summer league game, and I thought you saw some good and bad from him. He picked up where he left off in the last game where he was attacking closeouts more and he was trying to get to the basket. He had a couple of nice finishes around the rim and he actually had 10 points in this game. 10 points, 5 rebounds, and 6 assists and played 22 minutes and was 5 for 9. So he shot 9 times. You love to see that. That was tied for the second most shot attempts of any Clipper. And he was efficient. So again, even though he's not the quickest in the world, even though he doesn't elevate too uh, highly, he doesn't elevate that much. There was one time where he did elevate and went right at the chest of the big and scored. And I think it's all about him being aggressive. You know, he still is a 6'4 big body guard. That's not a terrible shot maker. I think he just needs to be more aggressive because the passing. I mean, if he really sells the threat of him being able to score, everything is going to open up for him because his passing is just fantastic. And so I liked what I saw from Jason Preston in this game. Obviously, as I mentioned earlier, not as much as Xavier Moon. But I did really like what I saw. 10 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists on 5 for 9 shooting in 22 minutes. You'll take that. And only one turnover. So he does take care of the ball as well. I already talked about Xavier Moon. Keegan Wallace, don't think, or Keaton Wallace, I don't think it was as good of a performance as the last game where he was such an integral part of the comeback. 7 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. That his activity was good, but he just wasn't hitting his shots, and he took some tough ones. 3 for 9 from the field and 1 for 4 from deep for him. And Bowden, who I thought has been one of the better shooters for the Clippers in this entire summer league, he just didn't have it in this one, shooting the ball. Played 11 minutes and was 2 for 6, 1 for 5 from 3, finished with 6 points. Renfro, Nate Renfro, I thought was very active yet again. I really enjoyed watching him. He played 20 minutes, more than Bryson Williams. And nine points on four for four shooting. I thought he was aggressive and was just playing with a lot of effort. It wasn't a flawless game from him, but I loved his activity and loved his energy. Matt Morgan, 11 points. He was the third leading scorer on this Clipper team in this game. He had 11 points in just 15 minutes. I'm surprised he didn't get more minutes, to be honest. Three for nine from the field. Eight of those shots were threes, and all three of his makes were threes, including the one that tied the game late. And then Broderick Thomas, who I thoroughly enjoyed watching in the summer league. I thought his defense was awesome throughout it. And in this game, he showed you a little bit more of a scoring punch. 12 points on five for eight shooting, but one for four from three. So again, the Clippers did not shoot super well from deep. But I really liked what I saw from Broderick Thomas defensively and his effort level, his athleticism throughout the summer league. But that's it. The Clippers lost it 104 to 103. Sadly, Kobe Brown got injured. Xavier Moon had a hell of a summer league and made it to the second team all summer league. I thought as far as the Lakers, Castleton was pretty impressive. The Clippers were switching a ton and I thought he was taking advantage of mismatches pretty well. Um, you saw the Clippers play against a lot of zone in this game for the Lakers. Uh, a little bit of 1-2-2, which I like running at the youth level. 
Uh, and I'm see- seeing teams run it a little bit more at the NBA level as far as last season. But that I thought that was pretty intriguing. Um, but the Clippers, I thought, got decent looks out of all of it. Just didn't always make the shots. But, yeah, it was mainly the bench that didn't really have in this game for the Clippers. That second unit when they first came in the game, it just felt like we went from being up eight or nine points to the Lakers were right back in it, and before you knew it, they were up. But it's no big deal. It's just summer league. Nothing to trip on. I thought we saw some good things. But in the next episode, I am going to be talking about what Musa Diabate being given the two-way contract means and who should be the 15-man roster. Who should be the players on that 15-man roster and who should be the other two-way contract. Going to be talking about that tomorrow on Locked On Clippers, which you can find on all your favorite podcast platforms, including YouTube, where I need you to comment your thoughts on the game and the Summer League overall as far as the Clippers are concerned. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA Clipper, LA Sports, NBA, and NBA history content. And that's all for this one. The age old proverb continues Go Clippers!